<laughs> oh lord. I love when they do this. Amelia? Yes. I just saw a button that says you are now live. Uh oh. That means we're in trouble. Who knows what they caught us here? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was catching Amelia and I talking about some shit. Yep. But you'll never well, know what we started talking they're, about. They're all in trouble tonight because this is blunt talk tonight. Yeah. So they probably caught us maybe some F-bombs. And know. Master Fawn is with us. So you never know what's going to happen. Uh-oh. <laughs> you yep. never know what's going to happen tonight. There's our logo. Hot damn. Beautiful. I love yep. that little logo. Right. I think um, he likes the big mouth better, but... <laughs> Oh, you want the big mouth? No, I'm saying I think you would like that one better sometimes. Cause <laughs> do we still have the big mouth? I, I, I have no we... idea. But... No, I think we do. Hold on. Let no, me see sometimes we... he says he likes that because we do the F-bombs. And sometimes he never knows what's going to come out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Maybe we'll do this one just to, to break I like that one. I love Wait, that one. Wait, watch. Yeah, look, I just put the peace sign up. Maybe I like that one, too. <laughs> Maybe we'll do that. Yeah. But at one time, we didn't know if that was the right way it went. Actually, this is the proper way. This is the proper way. Yep. The other way is the not so proper way. A good segue for tonight's show, right? <laughs> you know what? Peace. No, <laughs> I'm talking about the symbol the way it was. Oh, yeah. Mm. Well, I'll tell you what, since we are here, why don't we get this party started? Let's do it. Want to do it? Yes. Yeah. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're rolling. Some viewers may find the following video disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. It's 4 o'clock in Los Angeles, 6 o'clock in Chicago, and in New York City time, it's 7 p.m. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a Tuesday night edition of Blunt Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mad Dog Decipio. Joined as I am each and every week. I swear to God, I try to get rid of her, but she keeps coming back. Amelia, the Pitbull Chapman. How you doing, Amelia? Doing good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing wonderful. Listen, we got another guest tonight. Well, actually, it's the same guest we had last night. I couldn't get rid of his ass either. <laughs> master Fawn. <laughs> the master is back. He is the inquisiting mind. That's what we call him, the inquisiting mind, not the inquiring mind. Because he's not the national inquirer, by God. He's an inquisiting mind. So. Amelia, the Pitbull Chapman, my able-bodied producer, what's going on in the world tonight? So far, I think it's been very quiet. I'm not really sure um, 
I think there's been, uh, I think there was another shooting to, um, over the weekend, I think at the mall. I think it was the Dallas mall. There was another shooting over the weekend, I think. You I know what? I'm, I t- can I tell you something about those mm-hmm. mall shootings and these school shootings? They are all contrived. I believe that they are all part and parcel bought and paid for by the U.S. government. To I push, agree. To push the agenda of gun control. They don't want you having a gun. That okay. and a distraction, like you were telling us. And I got a bunch of them, okay? Thankfully, they're all over the place. So if they come to my house to get my guns, they're not going to get them. Yes, I all think right? so, too. And I think, like you said yesterday, it's a distraction for what the government's really doing behind our backs. It's a, a very much a distraction. You should, the, government, by its very nature, is evil to the core. Okay? On a level with Satan. On a level with the devil. Okay. That's, and you know what? I just, out of the mouths of babes, that come a gem. Mm-hmm. All right. The, on the level with the devil. And that that's our, I am coining that expression because it just came the fuck out. So there you go. <laughs> All right. Why the fuck not? It's, uh, by the Absolutely. way, I, folks, you know it's Tuesday. It's F Bomb Central. Yes. <laughs> on uh, the Buzz Presents Blunt Talk Blunt Radio. Talk. Absolutely. So, Master Fun, let me ask you a question. Going to bring you up here. I'm going to bring you, my friend, up into the big camera. You are going to share the big camera tonight. There he is. Master Fun is in the big camera. Um, Your first night with his last night. Uh, give me a little feedback, a little insight. Tell me, um, did you learn anything? Uh, oh, was- yeah. I okay, saw some well, things I'd never saw before. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, you were looked quite surprised, actually. Genuinely surprised. Yeah. I mean, like like I had asked you after the show had ended, if this is really a scientific institution, as they claim, and and ultimately every everybody is convinced it is, well, then what the hell did we just watch last night? What was that? But, well, would you and, tell me? I, I don't believe they can answer that. I don't think there is an answer that, it, that would justify remember, where the money's going. Re- remember, <laughs> um, remember if if it's attached in any way, shape, or form to a governmental entity, they're going to lie. They're going to misdirect the truth, and they are. Uh, more likely than not, with very few exceptions, more likely than not, they are under the auspices of a nefarious agenda. We've seen that play out repeatedly in world history. Repeatedly. And that means almost from the beginning of time. Which, by the way, nobody can pinpoint. Nobody knows when the beginning of time was. Time is infinite. It's never stopped. It's never started. We have watches and clocks that start and stop. But time stops for no one. In fact, time starts for no one. That's part of the matrix. It's part of the uh, um, the world in which we live. That we we have this thing that's so precious to everybody called time. But yet we have... None of it and too much of it. We have an eternity of time, yet we have no time to do anything. 
So, <laughs> right? I know. I mean, what good is time? That that's a question people can't answer. How do you use infinite time? Some philosopher said you use it infinitely. Well, no shit, fucking Sherlock. <laughs> Holy Christ! <laughs> you know, because I love this little kid named Max Laughlin. But Max mm. is a 13-year-old kid that sometimes sounds like a 13-year-old kid. Okay? You're going to hear from him next week, actually. A lot. Because we've got about 34 minutes of Max's videos next week. In fact, all of the videos next week on the show are from Max Laughlin. Every one of them. Um, but tonight we got some interesting stuff. So... Uh, Master Fun, um, you did the scene um, inquisiting last night. I call you the inquisiting mind rather than the inquiring mind because fuck the National Enquirer. They tell lies anyway. Um, dirty rag. It is a dirty rag. <laughs> Absolutely, it's a dirty rag. Kind of like a tampon that's been used up. Um, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Absolutely. It's time. It's like taking a, a bloody tampon, dipping it in hot water, and calling it red tea. You know? Mm, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's look. That's tantamount to what we're talking about, and you get the analogy, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, we showed and explained last night to the world. We hope we explain them well enough to the world uh, that they understood the simplicity of how how just infinitely simple it is to get over on people. It's simple. Hide it, in, hide it in plain sight. Hide it in plain sight. If you don't want somebody to find something, hide it in plain sight. I'll give you a perfect example. Perfect example. Okay? It's a place in Wyoming called Devil's Tower, Wyoming. It's one of the most secret military installations on the planet. But nobody knows that because the tourists flock there every day by the thousands to see Devil's Tower, Wyoming. Most people have no idea what Devil's Tower, Wyoming actually is. It was erected. It was. It's not... It is not, I assure you, a natural mountain. It's not a natural rock formation. It was created. It was built. It was built by Teddy Roosevelt. It was commissioned by Teddy Roosevelt. The money was bought and paid for by the American taxpayers. Okay? People, they won't tell you that in history class. You got to find that information out from professors that you trust. And there are a few of them out there that will tell you the truth. Okay. Thank you, Professor Goddard. Good guy. Now, um, let's take um, a little, we're going to take a little step back. Um, mm -hmm. I want to tell everybody that this series of shows last night and tonight, we're calling this the Matrix Mandela Paradox. Have you ever remembered something in a particular way only to discover that you remembered it all wrong? If so, it sounds like you've experienced a phenomenon known as the Mandela effect. 
this form of collective misremembering of common events or details first emerged in 2010 when countless people, hundreds of thousands of people on the Internet allegedly falsely remembered that Nelson Mandela was dead. It was widely believed that he died in prison during the 1980s, specifically 1981. In reality, Mandela was actually freed, allegedly, from prison in 1990 and passed away, allegedly, in 2013, despite some people's claims that they remember clips of his funeral on television. Well, guess what? We have that clip. We have that clip. Nelson Mandela died twice. He died in reality, and he died as a very good lookalike. Paranormal consultant Fiona Broom coined the term Mandela effect to explain how this collective misremembering and then other examples started popping up all over the Internet. For instance, it was wrongly recorded, recalled that C-3PO from Star Wars was actually um, was gold, but one of his legs was actually silver. Likewise, people wrongly believed that Queen, um, Queen, uh, what's her name? Um, the Queen in Snow White, the evil queen. Oh, yes. Snow White says, mirror, mirror on the wall. The correct phrase allegedly is magic mirror on the wall. Well, guess what? If I were to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I have the videotape. Walt Disney certified videotape. And that tape says mirror mirror on the wall mm -hmm. who is the fairest of them all hello mm -hmm. okay you'll notice i say allegedly several times there let's talk about why i say that let's go back to nelson mandela nelson mandela did in fact in point of fact die in 1981 in prison in Johannesburg, South Africa. I remember that. I remembered it as a little boy. Oh, well, not as a little boy, but as a younger man. Because I wasn't a little boy until the, in the <laughs> 1960s. I was a little boy. Um, but in 1981, I was a, a young man about to get married. Okay? I thought I got married in 1983. So I remember Nelson Mandela and what happened. Well... Since when, ladies and gentlemen, do you go into prison looking haggard and coming out looking beautiful? He spent 30 plus years in prison and came out looking better than when he went in. How does that happen? Looked like he got a facelift, a hair job, looked like he uh, lost weight. He looked fit and, and trim. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You look yeah, like well, you're going to see the best of What's the Buzz podcast in which I will show you Nelson Mandela before and after. You tell me if it's the same guy. Just to show you how easily you can be fooled, the great actor Morgan Friedman portrayed Nelson Mandela in the film, okay? In the film called Mandela. You'd be hard-pressed to tell the two guys apart. Wow. That's how much they had him looking like him. 
but it's remarkable what you can do with a little bit of makeup. And yes, I mean even very little makeup, okay? Because if you get a guy that looks enough like the, your subject, sometimes you don't need any makeup at all. Just look at Joe Biden. Yes. You know? I'm convinced that the guy playing Joe Biden isn't Joe at all. Oh, and yeah. we, the guy playing Joe Biden. And I believe we can prove it because we've got the, a video that we showed his... His, he's wearing a mask. Yes, he is. Amelia, I, I showed this on the show. Yes, you did, and you could tell that he is wearing a mask. He's wearing a prosthetic mask. Yeah, a you rubber pointed, mask. You even pointed you out to it. Now? They sell them. You can buy them. Mm-hmm. You yes. pull them over your face, and they cover your shoulders and your chest. Mm-hmm. Yes, they you run about 200 bucks. You see them all over advertised on Facebook yeah, and all sure. over the place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that's I believe the actor playing Joe Biden is doing a a really shitty job because nobody walks like they got a corn cob shoved up their ass. Okay, <laughs> this guy's walking like he's got like he's got a load of shit in his pants. Okay, he he's oh, he, he's overplaying it. Over Master Fun. And what I'm saying here is, I believe he's overplaying it. Okay. By the way, I got to get you out of the big camera now because. Yeah. Because it's my turn to go in the big camera. Um, and then, Amelia, you'll be next. Um, but tell me if I'm lying here. You're not lying. You're telling no. the truth. Because they even showed it where he was scratching the back of his head, too. You could tell that that was a fake. Yeah. He was adjusting his mask. You could see. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show this again. I may show it before the end of the show tonight. But it's absolutely remarkable. Remarkable. Um, let's. Uh, I'll give everybody kind of like a heads up here. This is our show and tell tonight. We're going to start off with a little show and tell. Take a look at this. And I don't think there's any music here, so let's do this. Let's put our own music on. What do you say, Mill? Sounds great. Let's put our. Uh, let's play a little music. Here we go. Wow. Now, they call this, <laughs> I laugh when I see shit like this. <laughs> they call this a glitch in the matrix. What you're looking at, folks, are two sets of twins. Now, if you do a little bit of research, and it doesn't take much, if you do a little bit of research, and as I said, it doesn't take much, you will know that this photo was taken of these two sets of twins that were on their way to a twins convention in New York City. It's not rocket science. Mm-mm. Follow the timestamp. Follow the timestamp. Or some kind of contest or something you could tell. That, yeah, it was yeah. A, a, a twins convention. Mm-hmm. Now, Master Fun, you're the guy who likes puzzles, right? Okay. You see two faces there? Uh, no. Okay. Do you see two sides of one face? Yes. What were if I were to tell you that you're actually looking at the two pieces from the same bag that show two different emotions? 
One half of the M&M shows anger. The other half of the M&M shows a smile, even complete with a thumbs up. Would you buy that argument? It's possible. Then you're I very mean, gullible because it's the same bag and it's a smile. Oh. In other words, what I'm just what I've just proven, folks, to to Master Fawn, who by the way is a brilliant inquisiting mind. Did I mention that yet? <laughs> that Master Fawn was just fooled. That's a singular bag of M and M's, and someone simply ripped the corner piece off, and they got oh well. Look at this. Hey, I see two different expressions on there. No, what you're seeing is two halves of the same expression. It's like is the glass half full or half empty? It's mm. all a matter of perspective. I, yep. You get me part now? Of, part of the mouth is closed, the other part is kind of like And therein, ladies and gentlemen, mm -hmm. therein is the Mandela effect and a glitch in the matrix. Okay. This photograph was taken in Tampa, Florida. You can clearly say it's a Tampa Police Department, okay? So what's going on here, Master Fawn? Glitch in the matrix? That's exactly what it is. It's a sinkhole. Yes. Someone took that photo and said, oh, look, it's a glitch in the matrix. No, it's not. It's actually a sinkhole. What's the giveaway? The torrential rain that Florida receives every year. That was the giveaway. Tampa is known to have sinkholes. We get a lot of them. Florida has a record number of sinkholes due to the fact that Florida is built on a peninsula. It's surrounded completely by water. Completely surrounded on every side by water. And the ground is often loose. Okay. Oh, that one's fun. <laughs> Here's something you've not seen before. That ought to scare the shit out of you. I bet. That's Jeffrey Epstein morphing into Andrew Jackson, and they are identical twins. <laughs> Is that a glitch in the Matrix or a simple coincidence? I like the coincidence. Yeah. There's only so many facial patterns. What if I were to tell you that I believe Jeffrey Epstein was here before? I wouldn't and I doubt mean here, it was island, maybe? And I mean here, remember what we talked about, Amelia. Mm -hmm. Remember yeah. what you and I discussed on this show just two weeks ago. Oh, yeah, fake. The Illuminati have un unlimited wealth, unlimited power. They have the ability to morph. They have the ability to time travel. I believe you're looking at Andrew Jackson, President of the United States, who has become Jeffrey Epstein. And running his island again somewhere secretly. Again. Well, you know he's not dead. Oh, of course not. He never died. He never will. Okay. He'll just reincarnate again and again and, and again. And again. Absolutely. Oh. He's got more protection than Fort Knox, this guy, okay? Because the people, by the way, I want you to see something. See these two gentlemen? Yes. All right. You're going to see them in a video later tonight. I'm going to show them 
They have a fascinating story. They are nearly, nearly identical. And I'm going to show you something tonight that will... It may have you scratching your head, particularly Master Fun. What if I were to show you Babe Ruth alive and well in 2023? Babe Ruth? Alive? Babe Ruth. The great Bambino, greatest baseball player in history. Okay. Is this kid just the lucky little boy that got his picture on the cover? Or is this a glitch in the Matrix? It's the, it's the little kid on the cover. I think it's a glitch in the Matrix. Matrix. Well, the, It's like the Gerber baby. It had to be based on somebody. It was. Her name was Marilyn Chambers. So she cute. grew up to she grew up to become a porn actress. I'm not <laughs> even kidding. If you think, I swear to you, if you think that I am remotely, remotely kidding, look please look up. it up. Please, I beg you. If you think that I'm kidding, go look it up. Angelo does his research, people. I swear. It, it, <laughs> I do my research. I do more research than anybody on radio. Anybody. He would not put these up unless he did his research and backed it up. The little boy on the cover is, in fact, the little boy holding the book of himself on the cover. It's not a glitch in the Matrix. He is the grandchild of Robert McCluskey, the author of the book. There you go. That's as simple and as easy as you're going to get. Sometimes you just got to accept something for what it is. So now. Now that one's going to get you. What do you what do you think about this one? Nelia, let me go to you first. What do you think about this? I is will... this a fake? Is it a glitch in the matrix or is it something else? I'm going to say something else. How about you, Master Fawn? I think that this was some experiment they did that went wrong. Well, let me tell you about this. This this has been making the rounds as a glitch in the matrix. I found out the entire story on this. And I have, and I will tell you in point of fact, I have previously used this photograph on another episode of What's the Buzz about two years ago. Okay. And even I was fooled because I believed the information that was was printed about it. Turns out that this is not a real ship's bow sticking out of the rock face. They are real ship components. Let me be clear. They are real ship components. It is a memorial. It commemorates World War II battle known as the Linacomer Landing, and it's dedicated to the Soviet Union sailors that lost their lives during that siege. The memorial was opened on the 30th anniversary of the battle on October 12, 1974. The entire area is now an open-air museum with many World War II-era structures, fortifications, and machinery to be found as it was left over from the war. What you're looking at is there was a protrusion in that mountain 
and all they simply did was took the front of this ship that was basically scrap metal and they built this memorial you'll see the soviet flag clearly sticking up there it's the red hammer and sickle oh wow wow that's yeah. a beautiful memorial for them and it is a memorial it is not einstein's um as some people tried to claim that they said this is the uss eldridge it is not two reasons you know why it's not there is no word eldridge up there and it's a soviet flag not a u.s flag do your homework folks do your research all you have to do is open your eyes okay we're going to play what's wrong with this picture amelia examine that picture very very closely <laughs> what's wrong with that picture the hand on the guy's cap the one with the side it shouldn't be there mm -hmm. go ahead one. master fun be more descriptive master fun there's a hand in between the in between the two gentlemen with the with the fingers up um there is in they, fact there yeah that that doesn't make sense where it's coming from unless there's somebody underneath them there are in fact extra hands not just one mm -hmm. but there are two items in that photo that don't belong there the phantom hand and the kid with the cap sideways because no self-respecting child is going to wear his cap like that <laughs> if you're a self-respecting ball fan you're going to wear your hat like that new york yankees hat straight up with the bill sticking out anyway that's just <laughs> my two cents but very well, Amelia. I'll get it out. Okay. Here's one. Who wants to take this one? You guys remember this? Oh, well. Uh, Let's see. It looks like a Academy Award show. Let's see. It was, in fact, the Academy Awards. There are people, and we're going to talk about this. There Warren are Beatty. people. That's Warren Beatty. Yes, sure it is. Yep. The one time that Warren Beatty delivers the uh, the best uh, the best movie best film award, and doesn't all hell break loose? Well, let me tell everybody what happened. Okay, because we're gonna. This is a little story here. There are people who believe that this was the beginning of the Matrix in America. And here's why. On this night in Hollywood, of course, it was the Academy Awards. As everybody knows it's a grand night for the movies, right? Mm -hmm, yeah. Amelia, you and I just did our Academy Awards special. Okay. The uh, Oscar bizarreness was not just bizarre, but bizarre in a way that is 
typical of this entirely bizarre time. Master Fon. Yes. Keep your uh, your marijuana on your table where you can get it. I don't want you leaving the the, the frame again. So, oh, I had to grab a battery to plug me in. Oh, okay. The rhythm of the yes, they won. Oh, God, they, they didn't win with La La Land replaced by Moonlight as best picture was weirdly expected if safe if a safe result was on its way, although <laughs> they're going to compare this to the election, although uh, uh, like that of election night, first a more or less expected result was on its way, although Hillary Clinton never got all the way to the stage, so to speak. The result did seem safely in hand at 7 p.m., according to the polls. And the expected and safe people were ready to deliver that touching but obviously polished speech. Then the sudden confusion and visible near panic of people running around in the backstage of the stage with the same slightly horrified spirit that one felt on election night. As shocking results began emerging from the exurban counties in Florida, then yes, can this be happening? The revised and unexpected result of the best film. In this case, obviously the result was positive, but the poor La La Land producers, with their earnest and spouse-approved speeches already delivered, Moonlight was no Donald Trump of cinema, and obviously a popular favorite. Though there had been those of us who were fooled by his beautiful phot photograph sentiments a bit, uh, but the rhythm of that night was discernibly the same. And the sheer improbability of the happenstance scarily alike. Nothing like this has ever even remotely happened before. Never before has there been an occasion when the entirely wrong movie was given the award, the speeches delivered, and another movie put in its place. That doesn't happen, ever. This wasn't just a minor kerfluffle. This was a major malfunction. Let me tell you why. Let me explain why. There are not one, but two separate and independent accounting firms responsible for the safety and security of that ballot that that producer is holding next to Warren Beatty. Okay? Mm -hmm. Those ballots are so secure that they are with a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week guard from the time the nominations are met to the time the award is given. That's how secure they are. Never before, never, ever, ever, hasn't happened before, hasn't happened since. 
the first and only time ever in motion picture history that the clear winner of the film was replaced by some other film that came out of nowhere, that literally came out of nowhere. Okay? Warren Beatty had the envelope that said the winner is La La Land. But there was another envelope that said the winner is Moonstruck. Well, who won? Did they declare it a tie or did they finally say it was Moonstruck? No, they did not declare it a tie. What they did was, I'm glad you said that. What they did was they went with the majority rule on that picture. In other words, if let's say 10 people voted in a, in a category, if seven people voted for La La Land and three people didn't, well, then La La Land would win. Okay? Okay. For example, if Moonstruck had nine people vote for it and one that didn't, well, they clearly had more votes, right? Correct, yes. Because nine is more than seven. Correct. And that's what they did. They had the people who had the most votes for that particular film, and that's the basis for which they used to give the Academy Award. By the way, it's also the first time the Academy has ever been sued I would have sued him, too. Oh, they did. The producer of La La Land sued and won. And guess what they did? They gave them an Academy Award as well. Good for them. I would have done the same thing. Say, you know what? I deserve it. You called my name first. Okay. The world's greatest minds. And they're all wrong. Elon Musk, Nick Bostrom. You know who Nick Bostrom is, Master Fon? No. He's the guy who gave us the term, he gave us the term simulation theory. Mm. And of course, Neil deGrasse Tyson, who shouldn't even be called a a scientist. Yeah, he took my planet away. Well, he, no, he didn't do nothing. <laughs> he, he, doesn't Howard, he doesn't have the, the power to take his parking ticket away, okay? <laughs> Dude doesn't even know what the shape of the earth is. He's changed his opinion 12 times. Well, I mean, he's a television personality. Let's yeah. He's as much a scientist as Bill Nye, the science guy. Okay? <laughs> Who was a structural engineer, as I understand. Yes, yes. Okay, so I think we can conclude based on the evidence that um, we got some spl- you got oh some explaining to do, Lucy. <laughs> I don't know, but Elon Musk actually has invented things. I mean, just to be devil's advocate here, I'm, I'm just saying. Go ahead, let's do. Well, please, let's have this conversation. A dude actually has invented things and actually has proven himself where. The other two idiots you just displayed have 
read scripts on television and gotten famous because of their good looks or stupidity has gotten attention. This man actually built himself out of poverty and made something of himself. Actually, that's not quite true. Good looks and stupidity go a long way in making yourself a billionaire. Especially if you got huge tits and a nice ass. Okay? (laughs) Elon Musk, on the other hand, he and his brother came over. um, Although they were not completely wealthy, they did have a certain charisma and charm that endeared them to investors. And therein lies where they got much of their money. By the way, for the record, all of their investors have been paid off in full with interest. So those want to say Elon Musk came over here with nothing and built an empire. That's not quite true. Okay? It's not true. No one comes over here empty-handed and builds an empire. You come over here, this country is going to give you money. Because that's what they do with foreigners. They give them money. And they give them a place to live. And they give them a job. And they give them all the benefits that we don't have. And we fucking live here. So I'm not a big fan of immigration. Of any sort. Of any shape. Of any type. Of any form. Right. Exactly. Correct. And they give them Medicaid. I admire Elon Musk for his fortitude. I admire him because he's an amazing bullshitter, even more so than I am. And I got got bullshit down to a pretty good science. But Elon Musk is fucking amazing. He makes me look like an amateur. Because he's basically a car guy. And that's what he does. He's a car guy. But everybody says he's, he's a mysterious looking guy. He speaks mysteriously. He speaks cryptically. No, he doesn't. He speaks with a damn accent. He's not from here. No, they, they're saying about What's this, mysterious the subtext about him? of what he's saying. He says a lot of subtext in what he says. No, he doesn't. He's repeating what everybody else is saying, only in a different way, a way that's more endearing to the public. That's all he's doing. Listen to what he's saying. I'll argue this all day long with you, Master Fon. Okay. And you're entitled to be wrong. I said you're. Everybody's. I will admit it. I I don't know everything, but I mean, I kind of admire. Well, I'm smartening you up, young man. I want you to learn. Some of his technologies he's invented were amazing. I mean, PayPal was one of the best things that ever was invented. He didn't invent PayPal. Let me tell you what he did with PayPal. He bought an existing company and built on it. That's what he did. PayPal has been around far longer than people realize, okay? Like almost 25 years. People don't know that. PayPal has been around for almost 25 years, but yet you'll never hear people say that. You know why? Because it doesn't fit the narrative. It doesn't fit the Elon Musk narrative. He purchased an already existing company. So let's get that straight. Number two, he took a company that was failing and he invested money in it. How did he do that? Because he had a fledgling company started that was turning a profit. 
What do you do if you're a successful businessman? You take your fledgling company, you take some of that profit and invest it into a company that needs a little cash infusion. That's called circulating cash flow. And that's how business works. What else do you want to know? Because I got oh. the answers for you. Oh, well, it's time for a break. Why don't we uh, come back oh, to that after a break? <laughs> that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Listen to this one, folks. We'll be right back. Sit back and enjoy a word from our sponsor at Shopify. Just wanted to start a business when something surprising happens. Today, I'm going to teach you how to crochet. She started crocheting like a lot and her friends noticed. Jess, you need to sell those. So she signed up for Shopify and started building her business. Yes, I love that. And after a lot of hard work, this happened. Oh my gosh, I just made my first sale! You see, every day, hundreds of businesses get their first sale on Shopify. We got dang! And the next could be you. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life and become your own boss, build it on Shopify. This just in from the news desk. Joe Biden is still a dipshit film at 11. We'll be right back. Do you have sweaty balls or volleyball netty balls? It's time to make them ready balls. The Manscaped.com lawnmower 3.0 will do the job and clean your knob with its patented no-nick head so your head will function as desired. Enter promo code WrestlingFuture for a generous 20% discount. That's enter wrestling future for a 20% discount. Manscaped.com and wrestling with the future, going balls to the walls with Manscaped.com and the lawnmower 3.0. Your balls will thank you. And so will we. What's Buzz Podcast wants to welcome Radioactive FM 88.6 in Wellington, New Zealand. Radio Perth, Australia, and RTL Radio 102.5 in Milan, Italy. Welcome aboard, and welcome to the bus. We are back from a very festive break. Back with Amelia, the Pitbull Chapman, with Master Fon and yours truly, the Mad Dog, Angelo DeCibio. <laughs> So, uh, when last we left off, we were talking about this fascinating thing called the Matrix and the Mandela Effect, particularly the Mandela Effect. And we were mentioning a young guy, Master Fon's favorite, Elon <laughs> Musk. Well, let's hear a word from Sir Musk himself. Here you go. Concept that a sufficiently advanced civilization will be able to create... Uh, so simulation. A simulation, yeah. Maybe you've answered this before? 
a simulation. I've had so many simulation discussions, it's crazy. Okay. Um, so, because... In fact, it, it got to the point where basically every conversation was, was the AI, AI slash simulation conversation. Um, and my brother and I finally agreed that um, we would ban such conversations if we were ever in a hot tub. Okay. That was like... <laughs> Because that really well, kills the magic. Tub, um, so, so, so the idea is right. Any sufficiently advanced civilization would create, could create a simulation that's like our existence, and so the theory follows that may, maybe we're in the simulation. Have you thought about this? And a lot. Are we? <laughs> are we? Even I, in hot tubs. No. So are much so it had to be banned from a hot tub. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. It's not the sexiest conversation. Are we in? Are we in? Um, the, 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 I mean, I think here's, in my mind, like the, the, the strongest argument for, the, for us being in a simulation, probably being in a simulation, I think is the following. Um, that that 40, call it 40, 40 years ago, we had Pong, like two rectangles and a dot. That right. was what games were. Um, now, 40 years later. Now, do you understand what he's talking about when he says Pong? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Play, I have no idea what the. I only know like Pac-Man and asteroids. Oh, was that Atari game back a long time? It was a bit, the original something. Atari. Well, listen, Master Fun, you have to understand something. There are two things you need to understand. N- number one, I'm completely out of touch with the world of uh, video games, and and or arcade games which my wife, by the way, parenthetically, excels at, particularly the Willy Wonka coin game. She's very good at that. But I, uh, the other thing is, I'm an old fart. I don't know about this uh, Pong. Two, 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 what is it? Two uh, triangles and a, and a ball? What is it? It, it's table tennis in, in video game form. Well, why don't they just say table tennis video? They got to call it Pong. Video ping pong, right? So let's listen to. Okay, I'll I'll let Mr. Musk continue. Here you go. We have photorealistic 3D simulations with millions of people playing simultaneously, and it's getting better every year. Mm-hmm. And soon we'll have you know virtual reality, we'll augmented reality. Um, if you assume any rate of improvement at all. Um, then the games will become indistinguishable from reality. Just in, indistinguishable. Mm-hmm. Um, even if that rate of advancement drops by a thousand from what it is right now, um, then you just say, okay, well, well let's imagine it's a 10,000 years in the future, uh, which is nothing in the evolutionary scale. Um, so, um, so, so given that we're clearly on a trajectory to have games that are indistinguishable from reality, and those games could be played on any set-top box or on a PC or whatever, and there would probably be, you know, billions of such, uh, you know, computers or set-top boxes, it would seem to follow that the odds that we're in base reality is one in billions. So Tell me what's wrong with that argument. Is the answer yes? <laughs> the argument is probably. I mean, but I just like. Is there is there a flaw in that argument? I mean, someone. But someone. I'm not that, sure what but, the error. In, all right, no, no. The argument makes sense. So the assumption then is that somebody beat us to it, and this is a game. No, no. There's a one in billions chance that this is base reality. Oh, okay. What do you think? 
Well, I think it's one in billions. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, mean, I love the fact that this student doesn't stop. He presses Musk for an answer, and Elon can't give him an answer. He gave him an answer. He just isn't getting the answer. Well, he gave him a semblance of an answer, but he didn't answer the guy's question. He he completely avoided the question with masterful speaking double talk. Yep, the run around. He's brilliant at masterfully speaking, particularly when it comes to scientific jargon and double talk. Let's let's there's more. Let's listen. This that seems to be like clearly what the you know what 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 it suggests right. and and actually i mean arguably we should hope that that's true because otherwise if if civilization stops advancing then that may be due to some calamitous event that erases civilization so maybe we should be hopeful that this is a simulation because otherwise because they could reboot it well otherwise either i want to talk to you master fun about that expression right there if this is a simulation, we can reboot it. In other words, start from fresh. Start well, I've from had scratch. this. I've had this thought. I mean, if this is a simulation, is is it is is it a plausible theory that Musk is? Um, it would it here? would require you to figure out if you could even access the program language, and how would you even attempt to do that? Being the program yourself, I mean, it's, it would be it's, we, because we have it. We have the program, and we have people that can break the code. And we know this because they they have a place called CERN. You might have heard of it last night. Yeah. Okay, so even if we could somehow access the, 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 the code that's running this, who's to say that whoever's running this program isn't, is going to allow us to step outside of what the rules are? Well, if you're Elon Musk, you got carte blanche. And they do have the code. Think about who Elon Musk is. He's one of the elite. He's got money. He's got power. He's got prestige. He's got connections out the ass, both private and public and political. He is a well-heeled individual, highly desirable to have, as a good buddy, I would love to have him as my friend. I'm essentially he's it. still a sim in this. He's he wouldn't be a real person. We're still sims. Well, that's a matter of debate because you're going to hear the absolute opposite of his argument in about thirty seconds. So let's continue. Keep that because I I like where you're going with this. If we are in fact simulations, then is money no good? Do we not need cash? Do we not need power or prestige or connections? Do we not need any of this? Is it all an illusion? Let us find out momentarily. We're going to create simulations that are indistinguishable from reality or civilization will cease to exist. Those are the two options. Okay, you just heard what, what Mr. Musk said. All right. I don't know how he gets to that conclusion, but okay. All right. Well, let me tell you how, let me ask you how you think 
Before I go to you, let me ask Amelia, how do you think Elon Musk came to that conclusion? Getting rid of people like uh, diseases, things like that, like he was been like he's been doing before, like they've been doing before. Explain. Well, like, look at COVID. Look at all that stuff that they're making up. People dying. Oh, and I think we're on two different. Well, I mean, like, here, well like, you know, like he's like, getting rid of people. Like he said, maybe. Let me ask you this question, Megan. Mm -hmm. Are you are you real? I, I, I seem to think I'm real. I bleed. Okay. But how do you know? Not. How do you know you're real? Is your husband Jeff real? His heart's beating. <clears throat> but okay. I know that how real. about your how about your son Joseph? Is he yeah. real? He's real. Is Master Fawn real, or is he a simulation? I don't him know. Him, I might think, is a simulation. <laughs> Well, I mean, there could be. I understand the nature of your question. How the higher up people may not be real, so I don't know. It has to be who well, has money and who here, doesn't. Here is you just heard Elon speak for three and a half minutes of a almost five hour seminar slash lecture he did at a college. He was there for nearly five hours. I just showed you three and a half minutes. In less than one minute, I'm going to show you a guy that's going to rip Elon's theory to shred. Watch this. Simulation. Then all of our scientific knowledge that we have about the laws of physics and whether computers can become conscious, all of that knowledge, all, all of those concepts are derived from experiences of a virtual world, a fake world. It seems illegitimate to say that all of the concepts and all the scientific knowledge that we've derived from this simulated world can be applied to uh, whatever the base reality is. Right. Because this base reality, we're, we're actually conceiving it along the same sort of scientific lines as the world that we actually inhabit. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that does seem to be self-defeating because on the one hand, you're saying this world that we inhabit is not real, it's simulated, and yet, we can use it as a guide to understand some hypothesized real reality. If we are, in fact, in a simulation. Okay, so explain to me. What do you think he's talking about? Because okay. if you wish, I'll play it again for you. That we could be in a simulation world for another world. We're living for other people to see how we they wouldn't habitat this world maybe you're kind of on you know talking about you're, you're kind of on par yeah you're kind of on par like, with where he's going maybe somebody uh, i'm living for somebody else and see how i would inhabitat this part and see how they could do it better how maybe right. something could be like my children or could be their children and how they could raise them better in this life or how I could dress better or smell, you know, smells flowers better, how I could mm -hmm. cook better, maybe certain things like that. Maybe. Well, Master Fawn, the uh let's let's um let's hear your your hypothesis. Is the gentleman is it possible is it possible that the fish in a lake concept here? Like if we're just a fish in a lake and like when we jump out of the ocean is CERN. Like, we're just getting that momentary glimpse of something else. We don't know what the hell it was, but we know there's something. 
there, there's this other place that's not the lake. Um, but like, is that possible? What's going on here is that scientists have figured out this, this other place that they have no clue what it is. I think that's more with uh, what, what Amelia brought to the table and what you just cemented. I believe that's exactly the collaboration of those two thought ideas is really kind of where we are both theoretically and philosophically. And let me add another layer on. In reality, I think we're right there. I think we are literally at the ethereal realm. Okay? And those of you out there who understand what I just said, God bless you because that means you've been watching. The ethereal realm is that place that connects the physical plane with the universal dimension. We're right there, and CERN touched it. We know they touched it because we've seen... <laughs> we're reaping the... I want to use this word, please don't hate me, but we're <laughs> reaping the benefits of CERN. And, and I hate to say this, folks... I really hate to say this, but they have really contributed some substantial benefits to the world of science, to the world of beauty and environment. They have spent a fortune beautifying the planet. Interestingly enough, their whole purpose is to destroy it. Why they would beautify it, I don't know, unless... Unless, as some people have suggested, it's all a smokescreen for the better good. I don't know. In this kind of, and Amelia Master Fon, follow me on this. Yes. In this kind of augmented reality, you, night is day, day is night, bad is good, good is bad, is east is, is west, and west is east, and north and south are opposite. You understand? Yes. Yeah. Everything is, is, it's not what it appears to be. And I think that's the lesson to be learned. It's not as it appears to be. That's the big picture. But my question on a human and spiritual level is, and this is for either of my, my people here on my show, that, that, and folks, if you want to answer it, answer this question for me. Because I'm going to ask Master Fawn, and I'm going to ask the Pitbull. You can answer this question, too. You can answer it at what's the buzz podcast at gmail.com. What's the buzz podcast at gmail.com. Here's my question. In the final analysis, is this augmented reality here to help us, to hurt us, or will it not matter in the long run? There are three possible answers. It's either, yeah, it's going to hurt us. No, it won't. Or, or, B, or C, it doesn't matter. But explain your answer. Amelia, I'll start with you. Well, I believe it's probably going to be here to um, help us in a way to maybe um, get better stuff for the future. 
could be to help us. I know that they have a lot of cures for diseases already, but maybe help us for someone that's lost a limb, you know, or maybe help us get better. So you're saying they mean the technological advances, scientific advances? I would advances? say yes. I won't argue with that. I certainly won't argue with that because we've seen the, the in the last oh god in the last probably I'm gonna I'm gonna guesstimate here, but in the last probably ten years, fifth I'll say fifteen on the outside, but for sure in the last ten, the world of prosthetics in medicine has come light years so much so that hollywood had a hand in creating it yes so did. much so that when you uh, think about this hollywood was the master of prosthetics before medicine was yes because mm -hmm. hollywood was doing special effects long before medicine ever thought about it yes okay Think about something else, something for everybody to think about. The same, the same technology that can destroy our civilization can equally, that same technology, advance us light years beyond where we are. In fact, some people think it already has. We know that we have a paradigm shift. The Earth has shifted 13 degrees. We know that factually. Yes, it has. We can measure it. But it's done something else. It's taken the limited knowledge we've had in science, in medicine, in technology... And over the last 15 years, just went through the roof. Yes. It mm -hmm. went fucking apeshit crazy technology. Mm -hmm. Absolutely nuts. To the point where people like Richard Branson and Elon Musk are starting their own space companies and travel to outer space. And charging people to get there. Nobody mm -hmm. ever had rockets but NASA. Exactly. I that's and why you guys are doing it better than NASA. You know why? Because they got more money than NASA. I think I'll stay down here. Is always going to be better at things than government will be. Always. Yeah, you know why? Because they have more money than government. And they're the money the government has, they're not going to tell you they have. Remember the government that. doesn't have a the government doesn't have a cost benefit analysis driving it. They're they're, they're not looking to profit from it. The who says that? You believe that? Do you honestly think that the billions of trillions of dollars we've spent on NASA is look to eventually get residuals from it? Do you see that it says Master Fun Inquisiting Mind? How would you like that to read Master Fun Dipshit at Large? Okay. <laughs> no. Here's why. Because government will always find a way to turn a profit. They are in the profit-making business. Don't you understand government is 
business. It's the epitome of big business. Their whole MO, their whole modus operandi, their agenda at Needham is to create money, cash flow, profit. Where certain things are just given in society as a waste, like education. It just burns money. It doesn't make money. You believe that. You keep believing that. If you if that's what you believe, then I will come here next week with the facts and the figures to blow you away. Because I know factually that that every college, every college in this country, from the Ivy Leagues to the community colleges, are making money by doing nothing. They're, they don't have to teach. They're making a profit for the government. These student loans have the highest. It's cheaper for you to take a loan out from a mafia loan shark than it is to take a loan out from uh, from student aid. It is. And people should be talking about the fact that these universities are not educations, but rather financial institutions. I just said that. I just said that. That's yeah. why that's why they will never go out of business. Yeah. And they always turn a pro- you thank you for making my point for me. Because they will they will always turn a profit for the government. The biggest money maker government has is colleges and universities. Why? Student aid. Two words, ladies and gentlemen, student aid. Okay? Those student loans, they have higher interest rates than Fortune 500 companies paying. They have higher interest rates than than the uh, the, the uh, construction market, than the lending market. It's crazy how much they're getting back. I personally went I fought with the Department of Education, the United States Department of Education for 21 Years. I'm not even making a, a bit of that up. I swear to you. 21 years I fought the United States Department of Education and won. Took me 21 years, but they ended up owing me money. And I got every penny of it. So kudos to the Department of Education. They did keep their word. But my point is they're making money for the government. So anybody who thinks that government is using the educational system as a throwaway, you better think again, because I got the facts, figures, and, and absolute knowledge to prove you wrong. Yes. Craziness. Wow. Let's. I want you to listen to this man again. Please j- just do me a favor and listen to him again. Simulation. Then all of our scientific knowledge that we have about the laws of physics and whether computers can become conscious, all of that knowledge, all all of those concepts are derived from experiences of a virtual world, a fake world. It seems illegitimate to say that all of the concepts and all the scientific knowledge that we've derived from this simulated world can be applied to uh, whatever the base reality is. I'm going to stop it right there. So what he's saying is it's it's not practical. It's disingenuous. It's absolutely disingenuous to believe that 
You're going to use <laughs> real intellect from a fake dimension. Think about what he's saying. Now, I'm not making this up. You can see it. You're going to take real properties from a fake dimension and apply them to reality? No. It doesn't work. How do you do that? You can't do that. Let's listen to him. Really listen to what he's saying. Because this base reality, we're, we're actually conceiving it along the same sort of scientific lines as the world that we actually inhabit. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that does seem to be self-defeating because on the one hand, you're saying this world that we inhabit is not real, it's simulated, and yet we can use it as a guide to understand some hypothesized real reality if we are in fact in a simulation there you go mm -hmm. so if i break that down into dumbass uh he's basically saying if you we are a simulation it would be impossible for us to conceive of a base reality from our experiences as the simulation you got it you got it I knew you had it in you, Master Fun. I knew you had it in you, baby. Yep. Seems yep. like we have somebody agreeing with you with the education system in there, <laughs> in the comments. <laughs> yeah, you mm -hmm. got it. Here's here's what I wanted, and let me bring this up uh, the, the, for the for both of you. And oh, we got some comments mm -hmm. in our uh, yeah. Layla Schmidt, search YouTube for planets using. The Nikon, the camera, they are not what NASA should. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to. I like this woman. Layla yeah. Schmidt. Layla, I'm with you. Space is an absolute lie. It's also, may I add, Layla, that space is a deception. It's also not only deception, it's a distraction. Space isn't real. The notion of space doesn't exist, just like the notion of time doesn't exist. It's both infinite and limited. we got all the time in the world, and we don't have time to tie our shoes. Okay? The education we are given is nothing but lies. You're absolutely right. I got 14 years of education to prove it. Going to college is an indoctrination. You're absolutely right. I would love to have Layla on this show. Layla, consider that an invite. You have an invite, woman, to join me anytime you want. In fact, why don't you join us next week? Why don't you join Master Fawn and I, along with um, Amelia, the Pitbull Chapman, and the Mad Dog? Let me know what you want to do. I would love to have you on here. Um, we are talking about the Mandela effect and the matrix. I've got a couple little videos to show you before I show you the one that's really kind of freaky. Let's watch a trailer from a movie. This is uh, the trailer for the Mandela effect. You can't mention simulation theory without mentioning the matrix movies. People were going. This is a glitch in the matrix trailer. Sorry, not the Mandela effect. Crazy over it. The Matrix was real. We are living in a simulation. We are being inhabited by some sort of player. It's a game. 
A world without rules and controls. What's the point of all this? Everyone is fake. I am not a body at all. I am the code. I am a string of numbers constantly replicating in some vibration. I am not a body at all. I am a code. I am a string of numbers. Remember that. None of this is real. I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. What am I to make of that, Amelia? I am not a body. I am a code. I am a string of numbers. A simulation. A part of a game. Well, then what is my DNA? It is a code. It is a string of numbers. Yeah, it's like something that the yeah, it's like something that the government was. Well, can I be a code, a string of numbers that contains a code and a string of numbers? Are we an infinite? Are we infinitely a string of numbers and a code? Not no, because God gave us a soul. There you go. Hmm. That's the answer I was looking for. If we are an infinite string and code of numbers, then God is a lie, Jesus never existed, and this is all bullshit. Okay? Yeah, that's what they're wanting us to believe. And, and that's, that's... Exa- that's the... The pit bull hit the jackpot tonight. <laughs> and that's what they want you to believe, ladies and gentlemen. That God is a myth. It's not real. Jesus never happened. He's not real. It was all a fairy tale made up. Ah, and what do they point to to, to uh, solidify their hypothesis? A real book that was written 500 to 700 years. I'm sorry, 500 to 900 years prior to the Bible. A book called that is still around, by the way, a book called the Epic of Gilgamesh. They also point to the book of Q the oldest known book on planet Earth, the book Q, okay? And I'm not talking QAnon. I'm talking the book Q. If you want to know what it is, look it up. Just type in the book of Q. It's literally the oldest known writing, period, to mankind. But they want to make you believe that the devil is real, but God is fake. That's... Stupid. Well, yeah, and that's the funny thing is you can't have one without the other. Exactly. You have to have the if good and I the bad. If I believe and the that evil. there's a God, as I do, if I believe that there's a God, as I absolutely do, I must absolutely believe that there's a devil, that there's a Satan. I have to believe that right, because if I don't believe one, I cannot believe the other. You almost have to say maybe the atheist has it right because they don't believe anything. And that's okay. They have a right not to believe anything. But don't be a hypocrite and say, I believe in God, but I don't believe in the devil. Or I believe in Satan, but I don't believe in God. Because if you believe in Satan, you have to believe in God because God created Satan. That's a fact. That's factual. You cannot make that up. And I don't care if you read the Bible, the Torah, the Quran, the book of Q, it's there. It's there. Exactly. God created the heavens and the earth. 
who or what God is will still remain a mystery. And if God ends up being a little gray guy from outer space, then so much the better. And if God ends up being an, a, a kindly old man, a kindly but firm old man in the sky with a long white beard, then that's okay too. But yeah. I don't think that's what God looked like. Remember something, though, ladies and gentlemen, and Amelia and Master Fawn. Remember this. We have pictures. We have pictures from that period of time, from when Jesus walked the earth, and even before Jesus walked the earth. And remember this. Those people, they may not have been articulate in their wording, but they drew everything they saw and we have those drawings and if we want to know what happened in a certain part of history we have those drawings as reference okay in fact in about six weeks as part of our matrix mandela series because this will be 13 weeks folks you're going we're not going on we're, we're going to stick with this for a long time Yes, we are. Everything ties into it. The Bible, the Torah, the Quran, the Q, Satanism, Mandela, CERN, the Matrix. It all ties together. And more so. You're going to hear stories that will lift you up over the next 12, 13 weeks. And you are going to hear stories like I showed Amelia last night that will absolutely horrify you to the point where you can't sleep at night. Yeah, that okay. bothered me last night. I... Yeah. I showed Amelia a story last night that made her cringe. Yes. What made it even more so is that it came out of a 13-year-old little girl. Okay. This is what we do here. We educate the masses. And evidently, the masses are starting to listen. So, why don't we, um, now that we played that trailer, I love that movie, by the way. If you get a chance to see it, let's see. Biblical cosmology. I love this woman. Oh, God, I love you so much, Layla. <laughs> I don't know you, lady, but I love you. Um, Biblical cosmology is the truth. Absolutely. Never even I have I, biblical cosmology. It, read the Bible. It's in the Bible. Yep. Satan is the obstructor and the adversary. Absolutely. Biblical cosmology. I'll give you a perfect example. Pastor Steve and I were talking last week about Ezekiel's wheel. Okay, remember the conversation we were having? Yeah. Ezekiel's wheel. It's a satellite. That's what Layla's talking about. She's talking about the Bible as it relates to the cosmos. A lot of people believe God is literally an alien. Many people believe that the aliens, the so-called little green men, uh -huh. yeah. they are us. We are them in their devolved form. 
I tend to buy that. Seriously? I buy that. Absolutely. Yahovah, God's name in the Bible. Well, that's interesting you say that, Layla, because there are several people that say that uh, that the the spelling of Yehovah makes all the difference in the world. For example, if you spell the name like this, um, excuse me, hold on. Here we go. Yeah. If you spell the name like this, let me put it up on the screen for everybody. Oh, yeah. I've seen it like that, like with an A, Y-A. Yeah. Uh If you spell the name Yahovah and you spell Yahovah, they mean two very different things. So there's some argument, uh, some debate over what the proper pronunciation and spelling of God's actual name is. First of all, we should never, as Christians, we should never call the literal name of God. We should never do that. We're absolutely not permitted to. So given that, um, I would like to have that debate, but I'm not going to call, I'll never call God in prayer by his name, I will always call him a heavenly father or God. Um, that's as close to, to his name as I'll get. Um, and understandably so. Absolutely. And that's, that's so. why, I, too, I I don't believe, like the Catholics, I don't see how they call their priest by father, because to me, that's not a father. That's I will never do that. My sister, um, they Catholic, get that. I don't do that. They get that as a derivation of the Pope, who's called the Holy Father. You know, supposed to be the Holy Father is supposed to be God's representative on earth. Well, what about God being his own representative on earth? Absolutely. That's why I will never say Father, whatever, whatever. I will never do that ever. I grew up having to do that in Catholic school. Okay. Needless to say, I absolutely resent the Catholic faith. And I think it's all a crock of shit. Yeah, um, so when, when my sister I got married, you, I said, sir, Amelia, I never... do me a favor, would you please? Yes, sir. I'm going to do, sir, <laughs> where'd that come from? What the hell is that, sir? I, I was... want you to go into the chat, please. Um, into the, uh, the, the chat with, um, with Layla. Uh, send Layla an invite for next week's show, please. I would love to. Uh, and I will. Um, I'm going to show a video, uh, and Master Fawn and I are going to take a look at this. One twins or not? The two men you see in the footage may look exactly the same, almost as if they're identical twins. But believe it or not, these two have no previous connection. Both of them are minor league baseball players who play for two different teams. The color of their eyes is different, but besides that, they look exactly alike. And that's not just it. They're both named Brady Feigl. The two men tried to convince the world that they were not related and their uncanny resemblance and common name was just a huge coincidence, but no one would believe the story. 
so they decided to put it to rest once and for all by getting a DNA test. And finally, they were able to prove to everyone that they were not related. They just had ginger beards and similar taste in spectacles. But no one can explain. Now, what are the odds, okay? That's weird. They're, they're both named Brady Feigl. Both names are spelled exactly the same. They look almost identical. They look like they could be twins, like separated at birth, right? And that's not weird enough, okay? It gets a little weirder. Watch this. Explain why they both have the same name that's even spelled the same way. Both the Bradys are six foot four inches tall. Both are pitchers for Texas Rangers and Oakland Athletics, respectively. And strangely, both of them underwent Tommy John surgery, and the same doctor performed both their surgeries. And yet, according to science, there is no relationship between them, though their DNA test did reveal that both Feigls shared the same amount of German ancestry. Now, how strange is that? That's too weird. That's weird. That's some weird yeah. shit. Okay. So, is that a glitch in the matrix? Is that just coincidence? Is there something um, perhaps that the genealogy has not picked up? What are the odds that two guys looking exactly alike? What, I mean, what are the odds, really? The same sport. They're both pitchers for the for the yes yeah, for the same sport. Yeah, crazy huh. stuff. That's nuts, you know. It's um, I don't believe in coincidences. Not of that degree. I don't believe that that's a coincidence. There's something there. I believe so too. I believe so too. Um, I'm going to show you something else. That's a little. Uh, I'm just going to say it's a little odd, okay? Remember I said to you at the beginning of the show that Babe Ruth is alive and well? Mm -hmm. Yes, okay. I did. Said that? Okay. Well, I'm going to show you a video that may very well show Babe Ruth alive and well. Let's take a look at this. Watch it. And just bear with me because it's a little kooky, but just check it out. That's a fan in the stands. The New He's wearing, it's funny, he's wearing a New York Yankees jersey. Okay? And that's Babe Ruth. Okay. Okay. That's creepy. <laughs> yeah. Here's the best part. You ready? The guy clapping his hands wearing the New York Yankees jersey. That wasn't in New York. What? That wasn't at a Yankees game in New York. It was at spring training in Florida. He was at spring training in Florida watching the Yankees farm club play. Interesting. And the plot thickens. Let's see. Let's play. 
I just think that you can't get, I mean, even the hair, everything, even the hair is the same. Amelia, look at that. I just can't believe that. It's the, um, remarkable. Yeah. What do you think of that? That's crazy stuff or what? Very crazy. It's very. A little odd, ain't it? Yeah. Or, or There's even odd. a little something going on with the guy in the background with the suit as if he was like some kind of agent or something. I, I'm not quite sure what was going on in the background of that, but yeah. Uh, let me just say something to um, Layla. Um, if I, I'm not going to respond to you on on camera here, but I will say to you, I can disguise your voice for you. Mm -hmm. I have the technology to disguise your voice and your face. So we can put you in silhouette and change your voice. That's not a problem. We have that ability. So if you want to join us, you can certainly join us. I would love that. At least I would love to have you uh, in our chat next week. Right. Or she if can message us. Like on what's yeah. the buzz at she kind of reminds me of Moonchild a lot. Mm -hmm. She does a lot. Yeah, she reminds me. You remind me of our friend Moonchild. All right. Well, listen, Layla, thank you for joining us. Join us next week, please. So before we do uh, get out of here, wow, this is an hour and a half tonight. Good show tonight. Um, Master Fawn, you are at your game tonight, young man. Very, very. I am impressed. Very, very much so. You too, Amelia the Pitbull. Amelia, yes. I'm going to bring you up on the big camera tonight. Tell everybody what's coming up. Of course, absolutely. We On uh, May 15th, we're going to have uh, Marcus Cahill and Don Ely joining us on Monday night. Of course, uh, Marcus Cahill right. is a very much lookalike of John Lennon. and uh, Yeah. We like the Beatles around here. We yes. love John Lennon. And, Absolutely. of course, Don Ely is going to be coming back as a second Tell guest. everybody who Dan Ely is. He is the gentleman that actually was gave a guitar to Paul McCartney. And yeah, he met Paul McCartney in Tennessee. And um, and he, let's see, he met Paul McCartney. Oh, he gave him a guitar that Paul gave back to him. But he did get the, the opportunity to hang out with Paul for three weeks. That was an interesting time for him. I know that yeah. he got to spend time with a birthday with Paul McCartney, which was an interesting Absolutely. story. We'll get to hear yeah. hopefully Tell again. And well, on May 16th, we're going to have Frank in Frank from Houston. Frank in Houston this. will be here. He, he will is. be here. He's, uh, he's my buddy from Houston. He's uh, Frank is an amazing guy who does a lot of great, great work. Absolutely. Uh, for blind people. He's got a, a group of friends. They're all blind. He takes them out to dinner. He helps them get haircuts. He takes them to the dentist. He makes Shopping, sure they get to their everything. doctor's appointments. Yeah, exactly. All of their he he helps them with everything. They they need help. Frank's the guy. He's there. Yes. He's there. This guy should be like nominated for sainthood. Oh, absolutely. They um, had some awards on TikTok, and I think he should have been nominated for one of them, Humanitarian Award. He should yeah, have been nominated for that award. Absolutely. I, if I had known, I would have nominated him for sure. Me too. The other thing that we will be doing for the next, again, we got certain shows in between, but for the next 
12 to 13 weeks, we will be on Matrix, Mandela, CERN, the Bible, Satanism. We, we're going to do it all. It all ties in together. And we're yes. going to show everybody how it fits. So let me bring Master Fawn up. Master Fawn, another great night. What did we learn tonight, my young friend? Um, that besides that, Angelo is always right. <laughs> um, I question everything. Absolutely question everything. Um, we do on this show. We do every week. Yeah, basically learned if uh, if real if reality is reality is fake is fake. Now, can I tell you something? I'm going to share something with you guys. Let me bring this up here. Um, I am also one of these people that I'm a conspiracy person, okay? And I don't trust anybody. Like, I love having Moonchild here, but I think Moonchild is a government operative. I also think Layla is a government operative. But that's cool because I, I like my country but i don't like my government unless 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 my government is telling the truth to me then i love my government and as i said before if the whole government wants to lie at least a couple of people in the government are telling the truth you got a chance to sway me back to you because i am really a patriot i really am well, we did have one try, but who that? Donald Trump. He tried, but well, look what happened. They didn't like it very oh, much. Oh no, no, I'm, I'm talking on a personal level. Yeah. Although I did meet President Trump before he was president, I used to work for him in Atlantic City. I worked at the Trump Casino. Nice guy, and, right? And I and I met him twice, and he knew me both times. He, the guy was amazing. He remembered your name. If he met you one time, he remembered who you were. That's an awesome guy. Yeah. Awesome. And I met his his bodyguard. This guy was a scared the shit out of me. His name was <laughs> Maxie, Big Maxie. Maxie was a character, man, but he was a... He ripped your head off. <laughs> oh, no, don't mess with him, right? <laughs> don't mess with Maxie, no. Please, are you kidding me? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have some great shows coming up, too. I mean, we're going to have a bunch of shows that you want to get to watch us and listen to us for. Like, for example, I'm going to we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. They're going to tie up like MK Ultra could be one of them. You're going to want to watch this for that one. Yeah. MK Ultra for sure. We're going to do um, revisit MK Ultra. How does that tie into everything we've been talking about? It ties in very, very nicely, as a matter of fact. So you want to know how? We're going to show you how. You remember something? Angelo and Amelia were like the puzzle. How do we? No, I'm sorry. What's that word I was looking for? We're the code breakers. Yes. We're, yes. We're like Nicolas Cage and the, the the what was that called? Treasure um, hunter. What was it, what was it called? National treasures. So we're gonna. No, not national. No, yeah, better than national treasures. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think it was called Wind Talkers. Uh, it was about these code breakers during World oh, War II. Yeah. Yep. yeah, that's us. We're the, we're the, Give us we're something. The we're going to put it together. And if, don't, if you tell me not to look under that rock, that's what look. I'm going to do. I'm going to look yeah. under that rock. Amelia and I and Master Sean, we're, those, we're like the big kids that are not going to do what you tell us. 
Yeah. If, you tell, if you tell Master Fon, don't do that, he's going to do it just because he can. Because he's got no money and he just likes to go places. No. <laughs> <laughs> don't push yeah. that button. Okay, touch. Or exactly. this place is haunted, don't go in. I'm going to be the first one that opens that door and goes into that haunted Absolutely. house. Absolutely. <laughs> no shit. We know that for sure. <laughs> Jesus. All hey, right. I'm going to well, go in with that flashlight. I will go in. Yeah. Oh, man. She's a trip, this one. Hey. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you what. Another great, another great night. Another great show. You can join us every Monday and Tuesday, folks, on... What's the Buzz Popcast and Blunt Talk Radio on the Podbean Network. It's www.tfradio.podbean.com. That is our hub. You can reach us on Linktree. Just type in Linktree in Google. Take Linktree. It'll take you there and forward slash WWTF Radio. It's Linktree.com forward slash WWTF Radio. That's us. You can find us. On your phone, in your car, everywhere you are. That's where we are. You can take us everywhere. Download our app. We have an instant download for our YouTube channel and our app. Uh, you can find both of them on our link tree. You can find them on our webpage at Podbean. You can find them on our, I believe, Amelia, on our Facebook uh, yes. group. Yes. The, on our, the... And if they're not there, they will be tonight. What's the best um, podcast? We'll definitely make sure that they're both there tonight for you. So on behalf of Amelia, the Pitbull Chapman, on behalf of Master Fun, I am the Mad Dog, Angelo DeCipio, saying good night. We'll see you next time. God bless everybody. Take care. <laughs> Bye-bye.